So delighted now to be joined by former Galway footballer Barry Cullinan and hopefully we should have uh, Tommy Joyce as well in the next few minutes to look ahead uh, to round two of the Galway Senior Football Championship and then have a brief look at round one of the Intermediate Championship. Have any teams stood out for you yet, um, Barry, from last weekend? Yeah, I thought um, I thought Mount Bellevue were efficient. Um, they've probably gotten to a stage now where they expect to get to the knockout stages. Um, I, I wouldn't say comfortably, but it's certainly their ambition to peak for the knockout stages um, and just get through the group. Um, I was impressed with Sartill. Um, I know they hadn't the greatest league run in the world, but that that can happen. You know, when you have four or five lads involved with county, um, it is difficult to get a bit of momentum. But it was a, you know, I thought the way they set up was was good. They they pulled a few rabbits out of the hat in terms of how they deployed Rob Finnerty. So I thought they they'll be happy in terms of a win over a team they knew would be very tricky opponents in Barna. Uh, so they certainly would be happy to to get out of that alive. And I thought Mike Cullen, you know, took them a while to get going. Um, but when they did, I thought they looked they looked from the highlights that I saw in that game, I thought they looked they looked efficient and they looked like they they know what they're about. And obviously Peter Cook kicking five points. He's a big addition to them. Um we don't know where Peter Cook is in terms of his own ambitions or, or where he wants to go, but I know probably most Galway football supporters are wondering will will he show a bit of form that will uh that will lead to Porrick Joyce having a look at him and having a chat with him, see will he be involved with Galway next year. So, yeah, so overall, I thought the top teams did really well. Um, and I think, I suppose, performance of the weekend, I thought Damien Comer was excellent for Anadol. I thought he was, you know, showed real leadership. Although they didn't get the win, I thought he was uh, thought he was exceptional. I think we have Tommy on the line. Can you hear me, Tommy? Oh, how are you doing? Not too bad now, yourself. Uh, your carriage just off there. Um, should we turn it on? Sorry, yeah. oh, there. Is that it? Um, not yet. I hope you're not in the bed, Tommy. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I can't seem to see anything. I would have had this on yesterday. If you can just fire ahead and have it, it's fine. Um, but Tommy, uh, for yourself, did anyone stand out for you last weekend from the club championship? I just, um, I suppose Montpellier, my, 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 my lot looked looked fairly impressive when they when they played on a down, and uh, they look like to be serious contenders again this year. <clears throat> They 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 were the standout performers, I think myself and I. I suppose just getting uh, straight into I suppose at Group One uh, this weekend, you obviously had victories there for Kerfin, Mike Cullen, and Chum, and round two comes up this weekend. Um, I suppose Tommy, uh, an interesting game that will be this weekend is the local derby taking place between um, Uthred and uh, Mike Cullen. Yeah, Uthred and Mike Cullen, that should be uh, a, a, a fair enough battle because uh, with, with them being neighbours and that, you, you would think to be tight, but Mike Cullen did look, like Barry said earlier, Mike Cullen did look impressive as well the last day. So you'd still you'd still expect Mike Cullen to um, prevail in that one. 
I suppose, Barry, it'll be interesting to see how they react from that curving defeat this, this weekend. Uh, yeah, um, like last year, I think it was the last a couple of years ago, they took a fairly heavy, a, a fairly heavy defeat from Curve Finn. I don't think it ever looked like that the last day. Um, Alan Murphy has done a, a relatively good job with, with Luke Gerard. You know, he's he's experienced. I think he's um, I think he's on a is he on a one of the many Mayo tickets for the for the upcoming season. So we'll see who'll get that job. So he'll be looking to impress with Luke Gerard. But you know, I thought Matthew Tierney showed he showed glimpses of what we what we expect from him. Uh, they'll need a huge performance. They'll, they'll, they will need a huge performance from him um, on Sunday after to get anything out of the Mike Cullen game. But these are the games that, you know, Mike Cullen would be expecting to put to bed. You know, when Cora Finn were going well, when Tommy's killer Aaron were going really well, when the top teams are going really well, when they come up against the, the teams of the standard of Oak Gerard, that they, they, they do put them to bed relatively easily. And I'd say that'll be one of the goals for, for Mike Cullen on Sunday. The, the way Gerard set up is going to be somewhat of a challenge in itself uh, for Mike Cullen this weekend, Barry. Like we've seen them, I suppose, against Kervin, they do bring everyone back and then it's counter and once they turn that ball over. Yeah, but the big the big thing you have, the big issue that Utrard will now have is there's, there's not many fellas in the county with a boot like Peter Cook. So where, yeah, you can drop everyone back, but if they get him into pockets of space, you know, 35, 40 metres from goal, he he won't be shy in pulling the trigger. If he starts to get a couple, you know, maybe Paul Kelly gets a couple of long-range ones, it's going to force Luke Gerard to come out the pitch and then that'll leave room inside for Desi. So it'll just take patience. Um, it took Curfin plenty of time to, to break it down. Um, but if you if you can get guys that can kick from distance into space, you, you could be onto a winner. And Tommy, when you look at this, my Collins squad, like you look at the players who were involved with Galway have the three Kellys there, Owen Gallagher, Desi Keneally, um, then you look at even some of the players like Neil Walsh, Tom Clark, like there's, there's so much depth all around this Michael and Lee. And uh, like if Garrett Bradshaw, if he's if he's around as well and they have they, they have a they have a they have a very strong panel. And uh, that that in itself like other other clubs don't have that don't have that firepower and don't have so so many extra players are coming off the bench as well, so they, they will be they will be hard to knock out of the championship. Like there's no doubt about it. And as uh, Barry was talking there, Tommy, like uh, I suppose Peter Cook is like he's, he's a real advantage to have when you come up against that like Oh, absolutely. Sure, Peter. Peter, if he was around, would be involved with Galway. Like, like he he has been there before, and like as Barry said there earlier, Parik would be would be inclined to hope that he'd he'd hang around for next year because uh, we do need Peter Cook playing with Galway, to be honest. And uh, he he is he is a, he is a, a midfielder that can score. He's mobile. He's 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 probably one of the best in the county. Like, there's no doubt about it. Do you expect Michael to now, Barry? Oh yeah, it's, uh, my my Cullen will will will, will overcome up there. Like it, it, it'll take them a while, like it did with Corafin, But yeah, they will prevail. Yeah. Here, long similar Yeah, again, it'll take a bit of time. I think you're looking at maybe 40, 40 minutes before they they might get a couple of scores ahead. But I think in the end, it could be five or six points in it. Another interesting one in this group: uh, Jim Stairs and Spiddleberry, uh, like. 
been had Mike Cullen to the pin of the collar, you could say last weekend. Mike Cullen just finding a way in the end, like, and it's yeah, to hand it's just been like down Anton O'Neill, like, who's a real key player for them. Yeah, well, he's hugely experienced as well, and he's a really good forward. And, and like any of the teams that, that if you have good forwards, you're in with a real chance. Um, you know, most management teams will come up with some kind of a defensive system to get you a bit of structure at the back. But unfortunately, you can't generate really good forwards. And, you know, when we look back again, chatting about good teams, when you look at the you know, when Caltra, when they were on top of Michael Meehan, Killer Aaron had, you know, Tommy Porrick and Nicky, even though Porrick was probably back the pitch a bit, but you had guys who could score all the time. And that's what Spittle have in Finney and Anthony Lee. They've, they've good forwards. Um, they're they're hardworking. You know, Liam Kelly at the back, they're, they're, they're strong outfit. Um, and they're really, you know, they're, they're a very good hurling team as well, but they really, really love football over there, and it's and they're really passionate about it. So um, they'll 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 certainly fancy their chances on Sunday, yeah. And Tommy, how important do you think it is, I suppose, for the teams who lost last weekend to, to get a win this weekend? I suppose going into the break. Yeah, because uh, if you lose your first two games, you're under serious pressure. To qualify, and then you'll have the, you have the thought of relegation, then hanging over you for the, for your for, for the other couple of games, and the and the groups the way they are they're picked like they're they're very strong the groups like you, you can't just say that, um, even Monavay played Carlos Strand like they, they were beaten by a goal, and uh, they're under pressure, and you have the other teams in as well that lost they'll be just having their back of their minds if they lose again this weekend, they're they they, 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 they could be out of the championship. And two we in the next time in the next round. And I suppose Jim, uh Tommy, like uh having a way, I suppose, against Lesha Moore having too much in the end by eight points, but like Park McWalter and Brian Mayer, I think scored one seven out of two fourteen over the weekend. Yeah, Chum are one of those teams that have have forward. Like if Jamie Murphy is about, they have Cormuck, they have uh, Brian Mannion, like you said. And uh, even Gavin Connell, they're all dangerous forwards, like, and they need watching. So, they, they that game will be that game will be close. Like, you couldn't say for for sure who who you think would win that one. I'd say it'd be 50-50. Yeah, and I suppose this is probably one spittle they're probably looking at here, Barry. Yeah, well, I'd say they would have all in in reality they would expect probably all expect Mike Cullen to to, to take full points of the group. And then it's a matter of who knocks each other out after this stage. So, you know, Spittle, I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's, this is only me putting two and two together. I'm sure they might have said, look, let's, we're not going to try and, you know, overkill ourselves for the Mike Cullen game when we know that a week later we have tuned because, you know, the probability was, or sorry, not for the Mike Cullen game, for their, for their first game. Um, so the probability was, that they weren't going to win it. And then a week later, they had Tune, which was a must win to a certain extent, because as Tommy said, you lose your first two, you're under serious pressure. So I think out of the first two, if they were putting a huge focus on something, uh, I think it certainly would have been the Tune game. Do you expect Tune to still have enough there? Yeah, I think so. I think to me, again, um, you know, as a Galway supporter's hat on, you know, when we're looking at maybe Pori trying to increase 
this, the strength and depth of, of an overall panel. Um, I think Brian Mannion and Cormac McWalter are probably two that we're looking to see. Can they, can they step up and push the likes of Rob Finnerty and these guys uh, to get their performances even better? And I just think the form that they showed last weekend um, is a very good sign for Tune. They have great leadership in Gary O'Donnell at the back. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they'll, they'll get over the line in this one, but probably tight enough, I'd say. Just think two minutes eleven of Tommy as well. Like I said before, uh, it's it's 50-50 to be honest. Like uh, Spiddle, Spiddle are, are, are hard beat as well. Like so, I, I wouldn't. I'd I'd maybe it could be a draw. You know, so I don't know what happens with draws anymore. Do you get a point each? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Straight to penalties. No more pinos. Yeah. Just the final game in uh, that group as well. Uh, Letchermore against Garfin. Letchermore, I suppose, very good early on against June, but we're defeated in eight points. Um, it, it doesn't get much tougher than Garfin coming this weekend, Barry. Uh, no, no, look, it's, you know, I don't think anyone's under any, under any illusions that it's it's the the Garfin of old. Um, you know, you have to hand it to Gary Sice, I think was it six points he kicked last day. He's still, you know, He's still still the main man for them up top, um, but they're obviously losing some of the players they've lost over the last number of years. It's it's similar to, you know, I suppose what has happened Dublin. So there probably isn't the same fear factor facing Corvin that that there has been in previous years, but still a huge huge task for Lettermore. Um, and they have they have lost you know, a couple of players themselves in the recent past, like the Fear Cobranach and stuff. So look, no one's, I don't think anyone's going to call a Lettermore win. And it's probably not one of the ones they've targeted from the start to say this is this is the most important game in the group for us. So probably, you know, probably a Finn win, maybe who knows how easily. Um, but I, I don't think it'll, I don't think Lettermore will hang their season on, on this game. One thing with, Curfin, Tommy, people might say it's the Curfin of old, but still, even the last day, the young players are still bringing through, like the likes of Matthew Cooley now, and Tony Gill, and even some of the players from the Janet's title winning team, like Brian Collar played the last day. Like There's still a massive depth there with the younger players. Absolutely, Paul. And um, they're, a t- they're a team that knows how to play. They, they have their own unique style, and it's, it's very hard to play against them because you don't get the ball off them too often. They don't give it away cheaply at all at all. So when they when they are in possession of the ball, they they, they, they they make the pitch look bigger than what it is actually because they keep it wide, and they get it up to up to Gary and the lads up front. Like they 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 put up a they put up a, a good performance last year, but you couldn't see them. You couldn't see let more trouble in Cardiff like definitely not. Um, with that, like as you mentioned, holding the ball or their style maybe has changed a bit. Under Kevin Johnson, you could see the last day, like, I suppose it probably was with Luke Jared set up, but like, as you say, they're there holding on to the ball for, I suppose, longer periods than we've maybe seen in the past. Yeah, and and, and all the Corafin players, even the, the the young lads coming in, they're all comfortable on the ball and they don't, they don't make, they don't make any mistakes. And uh, they're, just, they're, they're just moving around the pitch and it, it, it exhausts the other teams as well then trying to, trying to get off them. You know, so they 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 will be hard beat again this year in the championship. And Barry, like, how do you let your more approach this one? Um, yeah, it's a shot's nothing for them, really. You know, as I said, 
they, every team knows their limitations or knows their ambitions at the start of the year and they will know the games that they really have to target. I think Letcher Moore would have said, look, Tume is, is one we could possibly go after. Um, but that, you know, losing to Curafin, as I said, isn't going to define where they finish up in the group because the, the chances are, you know, Tume will fancy themselves against Curafin, but, uh, you know, Curafin will fancy themselves to top that group. So there's, there, there's, there's certain games in a group that each team will really, really target. And I, I don't think this is one for Letcher Moore. They'll go out and see where they are in terms of the top teams, and it'll give them a good barometer of what they have to do. But um, as I said, I, I I don't think there'll be panic stations on Tuesday night to train, and if if they don't turn over Corfin on Sunday. So just moving on now to uh, Group Two, um, Tommy, you probably have the game of the weekend. People will be expecting you in Tuesday on Saturday evening between Salt Hill and Adam. At seven, at seven o'clock uh, in Tuesday. Yeah, that's that's that, that is probably the game of the weekend because uh, Salt Hill are going well under John O'Mahony and uh, with Anna Down, I suppose, losing to Montpellier, there's a bit of pressure on them to, to um, try and get some points on the board. So Anna Down will have to will have to improve uh, from last weekend. Like Damien Comer was outstanding, but some of the other individuals would have to step it up another gear or two to um, to, to to beat Salt Hill. But with Salt Hill as well, Barry, this year in particular, like I suppose they lost in the last few years, they lost Finney Hanley, Sean Armstrong, Roy McTiernan, and these lads to retirement. So like it 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 is quite a young team this year. Yeah, it's a very young team, but like they're replacing them with really there's there's some huge quality in that team, you know, even looking at the likes of William Finnerty, he was he played County Minor, County under twenty-one, um, Cahill Sweeney. You know, Rob Finnerty, John Maher looked like he was showing a bit of form the last day. So, you know, Finney and Army have, have joined John O'Mahony. So on the line, you've huge experience. Um, you know, I, I didn't see all the, the game. I did see Gavin Duffy was was named at number three. I'm not sure did he play or not. So if you still have Gavin Duffy knocking around, you've 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 brilliant experience on the pitch as well. So um uh you know. It wasn't, I've said this to you earlier on, it wasn't an ideal league for, for Sotil. They, they, they didn't win some of the games they would have expected to win. But that can happen when you have four or five guys involved with Galway. Um, and as I said, you know, it's it's really a matter for Sotil to get a good balance. I think it was something different playing Rob Finnerty out the pitch. But then when you had Tom O'Culhan, who's a big ball winner inside, is the room for the two of them inside? Maybe not. So they had to adapt and adjust. And uh, I thought they got it right and they, they did well against Berna. Um, Gavin Duffy isn't someone... He didn't stay last weekend. He came on. But do you think he's the man, Barry, maybe, to go on Damien Comer this weekend? Jeez, um, I don't know. You might want a a bulldozer rather than a man to go on to go on Damien. But uh, uh, again, it depends. You know, like Curl Finn used to do when they played on the town. Like Fitzy used to go straight on him. Like Fitzy was in a you know brilliant brilliant shape. He was strong, you know, really aggressive. But he got great help then as well. So like whoever goes on whoever goes on Damien Comer from Sawtill isn't going to be able to do it on their own. Like they're going to need loads of backup, loads of cover so that if they can turn them inside, you know, you can get more pressure on the boot again. But they'll, they'll also have to accept that Damien will get, like Damien was outstanding for Anna Down last weekend, but they didn't win. 
So Saltair will be saying, look, if Damien Comer plays really well, fine, we accept that. It's it's a given. It's like, you know, I've mentioned them over and over again. It's like with Killer Aaron when they were going, well, Tommy and Porrick and Licky will play well. It's about how you manage the rest of the fellas. And that'll be Saltair's, that'll be Saltair's aim. It'll be hold Damien Comer as well as they can, but make sure you curtail the influence of the rest of the rest of the other down team then. Who do you see picking him up this weekend, Tommy? Just it it's it, it'll be hard for whoever does pick him up because uh, he's you're going to be expecting Damien to get on a lot of ball, like because he's one of the top forwards of the country. So uh, he, you need help, like you need you need your your wing backs taken in, and you need people to give you a hand around around the place and 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 give him as less space as possible. And uh, like Fra- Frankie Burke as well needs needs attention because he's another man that can score. He's very fast inside. He gets he gets on a lot of balls. So, uh, Saltill will have Saltill will have a plan for for them, and they'll they'll keep him in back and uh, try and catch them on the break. I presume so. They'll be it'll be it's that's going to be a tight game. And like on and down, Tommy there against Montpellier, like, uh, there was a good performance in patches, but the two goals really came at killer times for when they're trying to work their way back in into the game but like we talked there about teams like they lose their two open games like and they don't obviously have aspirations getting out of this group so it's this game is huge for them now this weekend oh it sure is yeah like I, I think to Ryan Ford that's playing centre back there like I think he he started out as a as a, as a wing forward as a forward so uh, the goals did come at, at bad stages for um Far and down the last day, they, 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 they got, like you said, they got back into the game and then they got the sucker punch again from Paddy Kelly. And the one that the second, the second one was a really, uh, he, he just went, he just waltzed through and uh, it ended up in the back of the net. So they'll, they'll be trying to stop them goals going in like that. Like if you concede two goals in, in a game, you're, you're going to be under pressure. Like you're not, you're, unless you score two or three yourself, you're going to be, you're going to be under pressure to win the match. So they'll try and tighten up more at the back end of down and uh, try and just give an, an overall better performance and, and but with more with more um, with more work rate and uh, they'll have to they'll have to anyway because uh, Rob Finnerty when he gets the ball in his hands it's only going one person to go over the bear like and uh, Saul Till have dangerous forwards in there too like so they will have to be mind they will have to be marked. I suppose Barry like you you talked there about. Billy Handy and Sean Armstrong being in the backroom team and John O'Mahony as manager as well. Everyone is really intrigued to see Sawtill in a big game and how they cope with this because I suppose the last few years they've, they've had really disappointing campaigns. Uh, yeah, I think that's the great conundrum. It's their team that has had brilliant talent over the last couple of years but just really kind of failed to deliver and have had a couple of games where they've been been well up um, showing good form and when a team got a run on them then they struggle to kind of curtail that and like, that's the one thing they'll they'll know John O'Mahony will bring to it is is I suppose a ruthless streak and uh, also a professionalism in how he approaches it and he'll expect a professionalism from how they approach it and you know he won't expect he won't accept standards that are any any lower than what he accepts himself so um, I think it was a big appointment for Sawtill Um I think it was probably what they needed. And if you, if, if you look at the Barney game, they look like they're in a good place and they look like they have a good structure about them. So they, I think they will expect to win on Sunday. Um, it has been difficult for Anna Down. Tommy mentioned Ryan Ford at six. Like 
they would have expected Kieran Potter to be at six, but I don't think they have him. Uh, Kieran yeah, Duggan, at, uh, yeah, Kieran Duggan is a, Kieran Duggan doesn't look like he's playing much. Um, so they've lost a couple of really big players as well. Nile Coleman retired, Matthias Coleman gone. I know they're still relying exactly, yeah, yeah. So they're still they're still missing a lot of a lot of players. So it's 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 a difficult for for Alan Flynn and his management team, and it's one that Sotil will. Um, I think they could get over the line in this one, and I think they'll expect to get over the line themselves too. Who do you see coming out in this time? Um, it's it, it'll be close. I I I I I'd, I'd probably go Anna Down. See, there there there's a bit more pressure on them after not winning last week. So I think Anna Down by two or three points. Then just uh, another game in Group Two as well this weekend. Uh, St James's and Berna. Um, very like James has really got out of jail last weekend. You could say, but there was always going to be a tricky fixture the timing and the day of it, but. Like it, it, it could really stand to them uh, that one point victory from last weekend. I, uh, I like, you know, Paul Conroy and Uncle Cannon. Like, it's an easy one to throw them, throw that, throw those names out when you talk about St. James's. But, like, if there's, a, if there's a county footballer who has been performing for his club, you know, over the last 10 years, it's Paul Conroy. And I think he was excellent again the last day. And Uncle Cannon's a really good forward. And, you know, as I said, if you have a couple of guys who can get scores in real clutch moments, then that's really, really, that's a big benefit to you. So um, it was a huge win for St. James. It takes the pressure off a little bit. And now Barna will go into this one under pressure. And if, even if you're looking at the Barna team, um, and again, back to the goal side of things, I thought James Kane was excellent in goal for Barna. Um, not a guy I would have known a huge amount about, but I thought he was, I thought himself and Rory Lavelle were. I thought their kickouts. I thought they they got everything away really quickly and really accurately. Um, and it's definitely you know the two guys that'll be putting their hands up to say, look, come and have a look at his park. And with Ben last weekend, Tommy, like they're probably had positives to take every sort of performance, even though they lost by nine. Like they they missed two great goal chances in that opening half. Yeah, they did. Bern, like Bern and Saltillo over the years has been has been close. And uh, they're they're under pressure now as well because after losing to Salt Hill to perform and uh, they they'll fancy their chance to beat St James but you need you need you need um, you need to play well. To, James has have a lot of experience with Paul Conroy and uh, and uh, Owen Concannon and they've they have a good a good few more players like that. So uh, I'd still think St James will probably beat them. Do you think James will still have? experience in this barrier? Um, yeah, probably. I know Tommy called a draw in one of the games earlier on. I'd say this could be one that you could you could stick a ten around for a draw. I think it'll be it'll be relatively tight. Both teams are are have good footballers, um, and I I can't see a huge difference between them. Um, and and it would be would be one I might be calling to sit in the fence for. Then just the other game uh, in Group Two, uh, my buddy, my lot, Cairo. It's it's earlier Tommy to see Anton other than a routine victory for Montpellier against Cairo. Yeah, um, Montpellier, Montpellier, <coughs> Montpellier should win that. And it's saying that though, <coughs> I think Cairo did. Cairo, Cairo had a good performance last week, 
And uh, but with with the experience, Manuel, you have of winning the county final, and uh, I think they're pushing for another one. So you can't see nothing but a Montpellier Mila win. The most impressive thing, I suppose, about Montpellier as well, Barry, is like even last weekend they're, they're doing it all without Michael Daly at the moment. Yeah, they are, but um, they've they're they have like real quality everywhere they look and you know Matthew Barrish although you know they didn't Michael Daly at midfield the last day I thought Matthew Barrish was excellent and again back to the Galway thing he's probably a guy that that maybe maybe will be putting his hand up to say I'd like to I'd like to see a bit of action as well um Owen Finnerty, Patrick Kelly, John Daly, like all over the pitch, James Foley, Billy Mannion, they've they've really top players all over the pitch. Um and up top, that's where they're the real ace in the pack are. They can get scores and they have been scoring heavily for the last couple of years. And again, when a team gets confident and gets on a roll, they just seem to win these games, no questions asked. And I would say this weekend will probably probably be no different. Group three, uh, moving on to it now, like it's it's such an awful group. Uh, some surprise results there last weekend. I suppose, Barry, just coming to you on Clare Goal's defeat last weekend, did, did it come as a shock to you? Um, uh, did it come as a shock? Probably when I saw who they didn't have, I think it, it probably not like they've been an extremely young team. Now, I, I didn't think, like say Michael scored one eight. They probably didn't look like scoring an awful lot more, which kind of goes to tell you where Claire Galway's problems were, and they just couldn't get any scores. Um, you know, they didn't have Danny Cummins, they didn't have Connor Campbell, they didn't have Jack Lynn. So they're three huge losses. Um, I'm I'm not sure where any of the three of them are in terms of of injuries. I know Jack had a boot, one of those protective boots on after the Ireland final. If there's any chance that he could play, they need to get him into the half back line to give us a bit of go forward sort of ball. Um, and and the same with Danny Cummins. If there's any kind of a chance that Danny can play, that they're going to need him because um, Sunday last Saturday wasn't wasn't one of their better days. And um, you know if they don't if they don't kind of improve a little bit, then a defeat and a defeat this weekend and and they could be. You know, it could be a fairly long and tough campaign for them. Yeah, it's the curtain raiser, Tommy. Uh, this weekend, I suppose two Anna Down saw two Kerry kind of starting like them. Like Anna Down saw two game, it really does set it up nicely this weekend. Yeah, it does, and and like Carla Strand have two points on the board after beating Monavay last week, and. Um, I think the on the opposite side then you have Clare Galway after losing. So there is pressure as Barry said on, on Clare Galway. But if, if Clare Galway are down those uh, down Danny Cummins and Jack Lynn and Connor Campbell, like they, they, they are they're three serious players to be missing. So if, if there's none of them back, they're going to struggle big time, even even against Carlos Strand. Carlos Strand will always come and, and they they they'll work hard. They always put in a performance. And in fairness, Alan Morris looked impressive the last day for, for Carlos Strand. And then you have Rory Glensfield floating around that has plenty of experience. And you have um uh you have uh Keen Darcy then as well and, and Lawless. Like they are they are two big units and they're two good footballers as well. So uh, Carla Strand will fancy their chances big time against Claire Galway. So where is well uh, Barry, I think Barry Goldrick went off injured at the weekend, uh in a sling as well. 
yeah, I think Barry Goldrick dislocated his shoulder. So again, that doesn't that doesn't help. And like on top of all those players, and if they miss Barry Goldrick, like they've lost Stephen Kniff to retirement. Um, they've lost Connor Kelly. You know, they've a lot of players gone. And one of the one of the probably problems Kergoe face or not not face is kind of a unintended consequence of you know they've had great success at underage and have won plenty of competitions you know relatively relatively easily but the big step up then when you go to senior and you go to home face Carlos Strand who like they that jersey just means so much to them and they will hit and fight and they're aggressive and they're strong and they'll put their bodies in the line and that's difficult. To, that's difficult to play against when you're used to kind of strolling through a competition. So that's a it's a big learning curve for Clare Galway. On top of the fact that they're down a number of players, so it's a, it's going to be a real test for them at the weekend. And just there, very with Clare Galway, like what, what, why do you think they do struggle retaining players? Um, it's <laughs> a million dollar question. Um, I suppose you know. Where it's situated geographically, like they do have a big pull from various different hurling clubs as well, Castlegar, Thurlockmore, Cairnmore. Um, now, there's not as an over reliance on, on guys that are playing hurling coming in and making the football team. I don't think there's very many of the Clare Galway lads actually playing both. Um, so that's not as much of an issue anymore, but it's 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 they've lost a huge amount of experience. They've had brilliant underage success over the last five years, but the five years before that were barren enough. So they probably miss it. There's a, an age gap that's missing a little bit um, that they probably missed a trick on. So I think that's, that's definitely an issue for them. Um, and it's just, there's such a volume of players as well is that if, if guys aren't getting their game or getting regular action, then it's very easy for them to drop away and go play in soccer or go and play whatever whatever other sport they want. So it's a difficult situation to be in. I'm sure, lots of clubs won't feel too sorry for them, um, you know, when they see the numbers that they have. So it's it's up to Clare Galway to get their house in order um, and, and get things and get things right. This weekend, uh, you'd really expect, I suppose, to be looking for an improvement in attack because was one five like won't win any game really. I uh, know, and the, the problem is, is where's where's the improvement going to come from? So, as I said, if if they can get Danny Cummins back, Jack Lynn back, I don't think Connor Campbell will be back. You know, it'll it will cause them, it, it will give them a big boost. But if they don't get those lads back, it's going to be another difficult day in the office for them. And you know, if you know you're not going to score a huge amount, then the biggest you know the biggest way to counteract that is don't concede an awful lot either. So. Um, I could see it being a fairly tight cagey affair, and I'm just I'm just hoping Clare Gaw will come out maybe with a on the right side of a one pointer. So Tommy be the same there. No, I I, I know I think Carlos Sand will beat them. Do you think Castro have too much? Do you think Castro have too much this again? I think so. I, I, with the with the players that Clare Gaw are missing, like they're going to be under serious pressure. Like that's that's the black and white of it. Like like Carlos Strand will be. Saying we 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 are going to put these lads to bed next week because uh, we'll get four points out of four after the losing last week and like scoring one five one win too many matches so like you you'd be talking when you're playing club football you'd say if we can score fifteen and let in twelve that's the kind of a parameter we used to be always going at so if um I I can see I think Harris Channel will will shade it and just uh another game in that group Milltown and. St. Michael's both sides 
pulling up victories and I suppose Linton did catch the headlines last weekend with the score they did rack up uh, Barry against Kilaran scoring a total of 418 Yeah and they have a couple of good young footballers coming through as well like um you know, they're, they've plenty of, ex- plenty of experience. Uh, the likes of Carl Blake, Mark Hare, these lads, they're around the block a long time. Um, Sean Blake at six. You know, loads of guys that have loads of football and experience. Um, but they've one or two really good forwards coming through as well. They'd be delighted with the win they got. Um, you know, and no better team than Milltown when they get a bit of confidence and get a, get on a bit of a roll, they'll 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 fancy their chances against who the, whoever they play. So I think this is going to be uh this is going to be a good game at the weekend. Similar teams, Tommy, as well. Like there's there's a lot of experience with Michaels as well, throwing them with a few youngsters, and it's the same for Milltown as well. Yeah, yeah, Milltown, Milltown put up at the biggest score of the weekend, I suppose, with whatever they scored four eighteen, but they did concede a lot as well. But um, Milltown, Milltown are very, very experienced. Like, and they have they have Jack Coran coming through, and they have a few that there's the the Mangan lads as well. They're very fa- very fit, very fast, and they take mind on as well. And you you have the, the experience in of all over the pitch that Milltown have. Like, and um, Milltown will fence their chances to beat St Michael's, and I'd say that Milltown will Milltown will win that. They should win it anyway. The way the, the they're going, Michael's. I know the last day. They didn't put up a great score, but they won. They won the match. But uh, Michaels are always a hard team to beat in Championship football, like. And uh, I just see Eddie Hoare still hanging around there, and uh, Greg Rogan. <clears throat> I played against him lads a long time ago. And time we played, um, we played St Michaels. We 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 found it hard. To, we found it hard to beat them. So, but saying that, I think Milton will have too much for them the next day. It's true, I suppose. Uh, you mentioned Craig Rogan, Dave Canan, Eddie Hoare. I suppose in with the Michaels lads now that are coming like like Conor Gallagher, Gary Higgins, the last day scored four points back. Yeah, they have. No, they, as I said, they they scored one eight, and as I said, they didn't leave an awful lot behind them. So, um, if you're looking at it just purely on the scoreline, um, like Milton scored what four eighteen, so. They look like they've plenty of players up top that are able to score. Um, whereas I said St. Michael's were lying heavily on a couple of frees, and as I said, they didn't look like putting up racking up a big score. So a bit like Tommy, I, I think Milltown will have too much for them. Um I I think Jack Coran is a really good player, and O'Manion, really good players. And as I said, you know, Kyle Blake is big and strong up top. He's a great creator of scores as well. So um yeah, I, I think if 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 Milltown can stay fairly disciplined at the back, if they can limit the amount of frees that that St. Michael score, then I think they'll have too much for them, too much for them up top. Yeah. Then just uh, as well the final game in the senior championship round five over the weekend. Another one of these games. Um, both teams have lost an opening round. Uh, Bay Avi taking on Killarney. Would they be happy with some some bits of their performance against Kashram? But like, I think Killarney very picked up three injuries or something. Carl Sweeney, one of them, um, against Milton in the first half of that game. And I suppose for Killarney, nearly like Claire Gaul, to be down two or three players, it has a massive impact. Yeah, it's huge. Now, 
um, like Munave Abbey are down a number of players as well. Um, you know, from from what they would have expected maybe in the last year or two. So that's that's a big loss to them. Uh, Garvin McDade doing you know Trojan work down there, trying to trying to keep the show on the road. Killian's dad. Um, you know, and it'll be a big battle, I suppose. You know, will will Johnny Heaney pick up Killian McDade? That if that if that is does come to pass, it'll have a big bearing on who who comes out on top. But yeah, Carl Sweeney is a huge loss to to Kalanen, I think himself and Patrick. When they when they play for Kalanen, it's a different Kalanen team to to when they don't have the lads. Unfortunately, their careers have been, I suppose, blighted by injuries. Um, but for me, when they're fully fit and going well, they're two excellent footballers. But if they don't have one of them, it takes a huge amount from the clan and team. And if Cahill's not there on Sunday, I think Munave Abbey might just have enough for them. But it'll be it'll be a really tough game. I suppose the frustration time probably for Munave is they they did have themselves in a winning position against Kashan up eight four. I think it was Jamie Burke who got the black hair and it kind of caught them in the end. Yeah, they had, I think they had a couple of black hairs. Like that, that, that in club football is a, is a, is a, is a, is, a, is a big bearing on the matches because ten minutes is a, is a long time for a team to do without being man down, and if you can punish them. But the one thing I've seen from the Munave team is the Munave team are very, very young. Like they, they've, they've, they've the Burke lads coming through there. Like they're, all, they're only, they're very young. Like and like they, they, they are brilliant footballers. That's the only thing. But they, they did struggle, and I see Tomas Mayne is back there helping, out, helping them out now as well. And uh, they, they, that game will be that game will be close. But uh, I, I, you'd have to think, and that could be another one we said already. It could be a draw that one as well, like because uh, <clears throat> there's a lot, of, a lot for both teams on the line there. They need to, they need, they need a win on the board. And uh, the team that loses <clears throat> will will be going into the the break with two two losses. So that's not the place to be. Like after two weeks, the two rounds of championship. But one of or Clan are going to have are, are going to be one of those teams. At the weekend, so if I was trying to call it, I'd probably, I'd probably say a draw. And how do you see Barry? Um, I, I like, I, I don't know. You know, again, like that, it's it's a flick of a coin. Whoever gets a better start, you know, if Kilaner are, are more experienced than than one of Abbey right now. If they can get a, a better start, it might put Monavay Abbey under a little bit of pressure. Um, but like that, Monavay Abbey are a, you know hardened, even though they're young. Traditionally, they're they're coming from hard stock. So um, uh, I think if Clan get a good start, I think they might just shade us. But again, it's a real 50 51. Well, just moving on now to having. Um... A quick look at the intermediate championship. I think Barry has to Yeah, I, I'm going to have to, to fake on. To okay, thanks very much. See you, Tommy. See you, Barry. So, Tommy, uh, just having a look at the intermediate, I suppose, um, we, we'll just pick, I suppose, who's going to get out of the groups, given that there's no games being played, there's not much form really to go on. But in uh, Group 1, we have Courtney Chamberlain's playing Glenamadi and Mike Cullen and Kervin's uh, second team both coming up against each, each other at the weekend. But who do you think will advance from that group? Just uh, there's uh, like Clint and Maddie are a team. They're they've they've probably have underachieved the last few years because they have a lot of underage talent coming through. So um, then on the other side, Cartoon would be would be experienced as well. Like and they have a few players coming through as well. 
So that that that, that game will be hard to call. But they, both of those clubs would expect to be at the be at the latter stages of the championship, like so. And then you have you have the other the other the other two teams. They're two the two second teams for uh, my Cullen and Corrafin. So even even that like they they'd be strong too. They'd fancy their chances to upset a team or two too, like. So and do you think the Cartel and Glenmady will? Glenmady will probably will probably come out because they like they're they're playing the second they're playing the second teams of the other the other two clubs. But some of them games will be close. But you you'd expect Glenmady and Cartel to prevail and come out of the group. Uh, then in uh, Group B, uh, Brendan's face Calter this weekend and Orn Moore Mio Rocks. Um, it's a, it's a difficult enough group this one now to predict who's going to go out. It is, yeah. But we we our, our own club there played uh, Oran Moore a couple of years ago, and I was fairly impressed with them. But they, they might have a couple of players missing from then. But if uh, if I was picking up one of the four, like even Ballygar are doing a lot of work with with, with football as well. They, they they had a good year last year, and they were unlucky. They were unlucky in some of the games. So I'd say to be between Ballygar and Oran Moore in that group. Um, uh, group three, um, as well, your own club, Kildare, um, it's a difficult enough group as well, like the coming up against Iron Islands and then Kilcarn and Hetford this weekend. Yeah, that's 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 the group we'd be <coughs> focused on. They're playing uh, up in the Prairie at three o'clock on Saturday against Iron Islands. Like the Iron Islands are probably favourites or would would think them, themselves to to win the intermediate out. They would be one of the top teams to come out of it. Because they got they had a good run last year and they were unlucky <coughs> in the final against um, Dunmore. So uh, Kilrear, on the other hand, they're 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 they've a lot of they've a, only a small pick of, a pool of players like, but uh, they have they have the Dunahoo lads there coming through. They're they're young and they're they're good players. And uh, then you have Adrian Nolan and you have James Boyle and Mikey Boyle and so they 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 they, they can score Kilrear. Like I think we we won the league the Division Four league there against Caltra. Which uh, was that was a few weeks back, and they, they have their heads down there training. So that's going to be that's a big game for Kilrearn on Saturday against the Arden Islands, and and the other the other the other side in like if the Shane Walsh situation where he's missing for or if he is missing, I presume he is missing for Kilcar for Kilcarn. He's he's a he's a serious loss to them. So on the other hand, in Headford, that game it's even hard to call that game now, like with, with Shane missing. So Headford will fancy their chances to overturn them. So if I was picking like that group, there's three, the four teams, they 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 are even. Like you probably give Headford, Headford would probably maybe with the last few years they haven't really they haven't really kicked on or got or got near winning the intermediate championship. But if I was picking any of the any of the three teams there, like you'd have to go with Ireland Islands to come out of that group first. Do you think they'll join them? Well, you see, then this, it, it, yeah, hopefully Kilrearden will come out for me as my own club, but uh, it's going to be tough with Kilcarn and Clonburn. They have a lot of experience as well, like, and they're another team that can put up big scores in, in matches. Like, they've got Johnny Ryan and Connor Rabbit and Declan Murphy still around, and they, they, they have a lot of firepower too. And then they have, uh, if Martin Chapman sees fist, the midfielder there, and uh, they've, they've, they've got good defenders too, like, they've the Mordens coming through there, and they have uh, Chris Glynn and I should name a few. So they'll fancy their chances against Headford. I think that's on Friday night. And if when they get the first win on the board, then they'll 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 they'll, they'll give them more confidence. So uh, I should, it, it could be between Kilrearn and Clamber to come out.
Taking uh, Group D, the final group, uh, Dunmore McHale's playing Williamstown and Kilconley playing Gabriel's. Um, if you're looking at that group overall for two to come out. Yeah, well, you'd have to fancy Dunmore. Like Dunmore, Dunmore have a lot of a lot of stuff going on. The one, the under twenty one as well, or under twenty last year as well. So they have they have up and coming youngsters coming. So I'd fancy Dunmore to come out of that group first. And uh, uh, you have Williamstown and Williamstown, Kilconley, and uh, Gabriel's. Kilconley and Gabriel's. I'd probably go with Kilconley. That's the, they would be my two picks for that group. Interesting to see now who advances out of that group. Uh, that's all on the show today, looking at the senior and intermediate championships. Uh, thanks a million for your time, Tom. No bother at all, Paul.